Welcome to the Winning Family Podcast with Rodney and Michelle Gage, a podcast designed to help you build winning relationships in your marriage and with your kids. My name is Dr. Linda Travolute. So good to be with you. I am sitting here with the magnificent Rodney and Michelle Gage, and we want to say thank you for joining us. If you're joining us by YouTube, you can experience the glow of Rodney's new hairstyle. That's it. Yeah. I got the... Uh... What you, I don't know, you know what you call this. I'm just kind of freestyling the Vin Diesel, it. The Vin, the Vin Diesel look. Diesel. Man. I so, look over at the house and I'm like, who's who, in my house? Who is that guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Who's that good looking guy? Well, well we're something ex- new. <laughs> something new. If it ain't break, broke it. I mean, if it ain't, what's the old saying? If it ain't break, break it? If it, if ain't, it no, if it ain't broke, broke break it. Break it. There you we go. So, got it. Anyway, I broke it. Well, we want to welcome you. This is the Winning Family Podcast, and I want to share with you how you can get your hands on this guy's new book, Rodney Gage's new book. It's called The Double Win. So if you're watching us by YouTube, you'll see this beautiful cover. Uh, We love it. Great book. I have read it myself. I highly encourage you to pick it up, and I'm going to show you how you can get a copy free at the end of this podcast. But this talks about eight questions everyone must ask to win at work and at home. So be Looking for that as we roll in here, we're going to talk about the number one destroyer of marriage and how to get rid of it. This is going to be juicy, juicy, juicy. Man, if it's the number one thing, we better unpack it. That's That's huge. That's right. No pressure. No pressure. But I want to ask a question, maybe not of you guys, but maybe our podcast listeners, and just take take a beat to just think through this. Do you have anger issues? (laughs) <laughs> you're laughing. I think, I think maybe there was a time in my life I had. Confess that. I don't know. I had anger issues, and I had to learn how to deal with it. So this is going to be super helpful uh, yes. to a lot of folks because um, I, I think you're right on. This could be the number one destroyer of marriage. So we really want to yeah. help people with that, right? Yeah, right. Absolutely. I think we all have dealt with it for mm-hmm. sure in our own life and have to learn how to handle it. Yeah, I mean, goodness gracious. I mean, again, anger is not one that we all probably are thinking about, you know, when it comes to it being a big issue or a part of our lives, because oftentimes we have a way where we get pretty good at masking our anger and camouflaging it and overcompensating in different ways uh, to maybe, you know, maybe appear as though we don't have any anger issues. But it is amazing when you think about just how powerful anger is. And there really are two sides of anger. So usually we all quickly go to the negative and destructive side of anger. And obviously we, that's everywhere. You know, when you think about it, just start going to do is watch the news for five minutes. And it seems like everybody's angry. You know, it's just so much division and finger pointing and accusations and judgment and condemnation and the list goes on and on. So everybody seems to have like a chip on their shoulder, mm-hmm. uh, violence, you know, all the things that go with that. And then at the same time, there's the other side of anger where I often refer to it as more of like a righteous side of anger where you see injustice, you see unfairness, you see uh, abuse, you see, you know, the, the damaging uh, unfortunate side of anger, and there ought to be something that kind of just wells up within you to say, you know, that's not right, you know. And when you, especially when you see things like, you know, abuse or injustice in our in our society today, and so yeah, it's that unusual emotion where there's a good side and a bad side to it. And so the issue is, is how do we, rather than allowing our anger to control us. 
how do we take control of our anger? How do we tame our temper, so to speak, uh, when it comes to those raw feelings or emotions that so many of us struggle with? And so, um, yeah, I mean, anger is one of those things where, again, sometimes when you think about somebody and and to be very specific in the marriage relationship, you know, when you think about one out of every two marriages in America today that still end in divorce, okay, well, they're probably at the point of being angry at each other, Mm -hmm. but they didn't start that way. And so... You know, they weren't walking down the wedding aisle angry and mad at each other. I <laughs> hope not, mm-hmm. at least. But, you know, that wasn't their intent. But something happened along the way, which resulted in the feelings of anger. And we'll unpack some of the reasons why people get to that point. But I do think, you know, Jesus even said it, in your anger, do not sin. Mm-hmm. He didn't say anger was a sin. He just said, in your anger. So in that, in the heat of the moment, mm-hmm. when you have the choice, when you're in the fork of the road, rather than just allowing your emotion, again, to control you, what if we actually took control of that emotion and said, yeah. you know what, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to say something or do something that I will later regret. And so whether that's something we verbally say out of anger or something even someone might do physically out of anger, we always lose in those situations because once it's done, it's done. Yeah. And so the ripple effect that that has obviously is catastrophic. It can have a huge negative effect and very, very destructive. So anyway, I just think we have to realize that anger is what it is. It's a real human emotion that we all deal with, but we can either deal with it in a healthy, productive way or, uh, or we can allow it to destroy us in a very destructive, unhealthy way that basically takes us down. So it's interesting. I, I want to share some stats. I thought this was interesting um, that I saw not too long ago around uh, how men and women both kind of cope with anger. I thought this was interesting. The average woman loses her temper three times a week. <laughs> that that seems a little low, but av- this, this is what, okay, these are stats. These are real, this is real research. Average, the average woman loses her temper three times a week, while the average man, come on, men, lose their temper about six times per week. Whoa. So the uh-huh. guys are losing in the anger category. I think Michelle and I are high-fiving over here. <laughs> if, you, if you're right. not watching us good. on YouTube, yeah. We're doing yeah. good. So they keep going here. Women get more angry at people. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. While men are often angry at things. So like, you know, something's not working or, you know, we get, we get angry and we throw the remote control at the TV because something's not working. And then What's interesting is that single adults express anger twice as often as married adults, and men are far more physical in their anger than women. And so whether it's throwing the remote at the TV or ramming their fist through, you know, the sheetrock wall or whatever it is, you know, again, anger has its way of really manifesting itself in different ways based on how women react, how men react, and really in a lot of ways, just kind of how we're wired. That's so. right. I think we've 
both raised boys yeah. and, and girls. And so it's kind of interesting to see the difference as they're growing up too, yes. how they handle anger. Yes. And it's very true what you just said. And yes. just as they're going through puberty and mm. all of that. And then I was raised in a, a family of all girls. Rodney was raised in a family of all boys. And so when you bring that into the dynamic as well, that's real interesting too. I'm sure we'll get to talk about that here in a minute. What an adjustment you guys had to make. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Well, the guys just, we just settled it in the backyard. Right. The girls, they just, you know, give each other silent treatment for a week. Not exactly. (laughs) No. Sometimes it was not silent. Absolutely not. Were there some, <laughs> were there some whole hair pulling and <laughs> yes. uh, yelling and screaming and fistfighting? Yes. That's right. I had a, a boy. little more expressive yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And I had a boy and a girl, and sometimes right. it would become uh, a physical confrontation. Oh, yeah. It's so interesting. So, we yeah. had that going, too. Yeah. A little so, feisty redhead boy, son Luke. and Sweet little blonde. He had to take on had his two daughters. I mean, excuse me, his, his two sisters, not his two daughters, his two sisters. So, so what you're saying is these are examples of maybe an unhealthy expression of anger, right? Well. A growing understanding of their yeah. anger. Yes. Sparks flew, that's yes. for sure. Well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, you know, you, you talk about, I, I, I believe the idea uh, is correct when we say men maybe express their anger more physically. But I will tell you, there was a time when Ted and I were just a couple years married. I threw a fork at him across the room. (laughs) That was the last time I ever did that. But it land um, in the forehead. (laughs) It it hit the couch. Thank God, it didn't hit a wall. But um, I I was shocked after I did that. I'm like, holy cow! What just happened to me? Something just rose up, and I couldn't control it, and I was hurt. And so, bam! He didn't see it coming either. So anyway, well, I think that's good. I mean, I think. That we're we're going to talk about the that understanding our anger, like you said, you didn't know where it came from. I think as you get married and you some things start to come out, it's good that we understand. I think that's the first thing, just to understand where our anger is coming from. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we'll talk about it. But past hurt that is one of the reasons that we have anger. And I think coming into the marriage that we have these homes that we grew up in Mm -hmm. and we're carrying with us things um, that we may not even realize that we are hurt about and we haven't worked through. It's like baggage that we're carrying. And when it gets a little too heavy, all of a sudden it comes out and we got to start figuring out, well, where did that come from? You know, good analogy. Yeah, I think hurt without question is a major cause of just so much of the feeling of anger and emotion of that. Because, you know, when you think about so many people who grew up in a broken home, you know, where they saw, they heard firsthand, you know, a mom and a dad, maybe, you know, or even a grandfather, grandmother. And sometimes you mix things like alcoholism Mm -hmm. or abuse Mm -hmm. or you know, abandonment, what, whatever the unfortunate circumstances were, sometimes we don't realize it in the moment just how deep that hurt really is. And then if we're not, you know, not only aware of that, but if we don't really understand and get control of that, well, then that can manifest itself in other ways, even later down the road when we enter into a relationship and all of a sudden now we are married and have a family of our own, And we may revert back to just some old wounds, you know, some things that we never thought would, you know, play into the current 
relationship or the current reactions to how we deal or cope with things. And so, yeah, it's like the old saying, hurt people hurt people. And whether it's intentional or unintentional, if that anger does not get resolved in a healthy, you know, productive way, it can be, it, it can, it can linger for a long, long time. And in, 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 in truth, and in, in it's true because when you think about when somebody has been hurt, you know, a lot of times we also are very quick to protect ourselves because we don't want to get hurt again. Right. It's the reason why a lot of people are afraid to commit to relationships right. because they don't want to repeat right. what they've experienced in the past. And so their past and past hurt and all of those things can linger around for a long, long time. And so, again, hurt people can hurt people, and we just have to understand that being hurt um, is also not a means or justification of why we. it's okay to hurt somebody else. Right. So, again, okay. Jesus said, in your anger, in your anger, do not sin. So it's important that we realize that it's a real emotion, and root can be a major contributor. Mm-hmm. I'm excuse me, hurt can be a major contributor and a root cause mm-hmm. to that. I think that sometimes in a marriage too, not just bringing into a marriage something, but also as a marriage is progressing year after year, if you're keeping something in your heart, a hurt in your heart, it's just like a wound or a a splinter that can just fester and fester and fester. And all of a sudden it's raging, you know, that wound that you have on your finger. It's the same thing with our heart. We can allow something to get that little splinter in there and that hurt and it festers and festers investors and then all of a sudden you got a real problem right. you're angry right it hurts right. and you're angry and any little thing can tip that off yes. you know if a little bump can really hurt yes. so um i think there's both sides of that that we have to be really aware of in our anger i know yeah. that you know we've had that in the past as well with our our relationship that we've had to work through and have tried to learn to not when the Bible says don't allow the sun to go down in your wrath, it's not like a rigid rule, but it is like a helpful boundary. Like, go ahead and get rid yeah, of that. Don't hang sure. on to that. For yeah. sure. Even if you don't get the chance to work it out with that person, you get rid of it in your heart. Mm-hmm. Just let it go mm-hmm. so that you can start the day fresh the next day yeah. and not have an issue going on. Right. right. Yeah, so you have emotions like... Uh, you know, the whole feeling of hurt, but then you also have, in addition to that, frustration. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's sad and unfortunate, but we all experience frustrations on a daily daily basis. I mean, it's just life. Life throws so many unexpected curveballs our way. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, there's something good and there's something bad seemingly happen, happening every day simultaneously in our lives. And so you can, you can get a text message that, you know, all of a sudden, it's like, wow, that's awesome. And then 10 minutes later, you get another text message. It's like, you got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just mm-hmm. that craziness of, you know, the way things can swing mm-hmm. when it comes to the emotions of life. But, you know, what happens a lot of times is that just in life in general, there are, you know, goals, there are aspirations, dreams, you know, there are things that we're trying to move and you know, move towards and strive towards seeing fulfilled, then all of a sudden, if something suddenly doesn't work, all of a sudden, now there's a setback, there's that unexpected curveball that we never saw coming. And it could be a financial situation, it could be, 
somebody that we had expectations, we placed certain expectations on a person or a job or mm-hmm. somebody else, and all of a sudden something doesn't work out as we thought. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden now we're upset, we're angry over that. Delays. So, <laughs> yeah, at the airport. Well, um, just in life delays <laughs> that you're expecting something right. to happen by a certain time and maybe a milestone you're wanting to reach right. as a couple or mm-hmm. uh, as a family and you're delayed. Yeah. The dream. COVID delayed us a little bit, you yeah. know? The so. dream doesn't happen as quickly as you thought it was right. going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. That can be very frustrating. Yes, yeah. it can. No yes, doubt. Can. And then, of course, another thing is just fear and insecurity, you know, that causes us a lot of anger. You know, it could just be the, you know, the fear of whether it's, you know, being um, left alone, you know, mm-hmm. just the feeling of insecurity, whether it's financial insecurity, um, you know, just maybe just the feelings or emotions of insecurity where you just feel stuck or trapped in a situation or in a circumstance that you really can't control. Mm-hmm. You, you There's there's no way that you can determine the outcome of that. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, if you lose your job, you're going through some major hardships and maybe you get a bad, bad diagnosis or, you know, if, if you're a young person and, you, you know, your mom and dad now are going their separate ways and it's mm-hmm. the insecurity and it's the what ifs of, well, how's this going to work and how are we going to pay for this and what happened to that and, you know, that when all of our focus suddenly begins to dwell upon our hurt, our frustration, our fear, and our insecurity, I heard someone say it this way, what you focus on expands. Right. And so when we are thinking about it, we're stewing on it, we're, we're dwelling on those negative, unhealthy emotions, now all of a sudden the anger gets deeper and deeper into our soul and our heart. It's kind of on that boiling point. Don't you think like if you're even in your work, maybe if you're feeling insecure about Mm -hmm. something and you come home with that, or maybe you work at home and you walk into the other room and your spouse is there and you're feeling insecure already. And then all of a sudden it's, it's so unusual to me that uh, insecurity and anger go together because you can just boil over with anger and it's just it is from insecurity it is it's really an interesting combination well it's, a, it's an underlying stress point stress yeah. in our lives mm-hmm. and and it's the old saying tension and temper tempers go hand in hand oh that's interesting. so anytime yeah. you've got a lot of tension in your life mm-hmm. you're stressed about a lot of stuff you're naturally going to be on edge mm-hmm. so it's easy to snap you know back at your spouse, snap at your kids just out of anger Mm -hmm. because the emotion once again is already there, but because we're not either dealing with it properly or we've just have, you know, ignored it for however much time. Now, all of a sudden it's just that default reaction. And then all of a sudden we'll say something or do something. And it's like, where did that come from? And then it's too late because Mm -hmm. we can't retract those words. So, right. That kind of leads us into just kind of wrapping this up as it relates to how do we how do we tame the temper? How do we take control of it? And why is it the number one destroyer of marriage? I, I'll never forget many, many years ago, one of my heroes and mentors, a guy by the name of Dr. Gary Smalley, he shared something one, ten, one time, and I've never forgotten it. It's so true. He said, the single greatest thing that we can do is to keep honor high and anger low. Mm. 
And I thought, wow, because when you think about it, when we are angry at somebody mm-hmm. else, especially, especially if it's our spouse or one of our kids, well, chances are we're going to treat them in a way that we shouldn't treat them. We're going to say things verbally to them that may be condemning. It could be you know, accusatory. It could be just abusive just by what we say and how we say it. It's like the old saying, sticks and stones might break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Well, that's, that's a lie. That's not true. That's a myth. The truth of the matter is words hurt and it can cut like a knife. So we have to just understand that, you know, anger is powerful. And the reason why it's the number one destroyer of marriages is because it literally has the power. It's just, it's like a roaring, roaring fire. There are positive benefits to a fire, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. gives it warms up a room It you know, when you're cold it you know, you can cook with it. There's a lot of benefits that goes with fire, but fire, when it's out of control, it, there's nothing more powerful, and more destructive. So the same is true with that emotion if we don't control it. So I think there are really a number of um, things that we can do. Three of them are negative. One of them is positive, mm-hmm. which is the goal, which is where we're heading. But the first thing that I think uh, a lot of people naturally do is they suppress their anger. Mm-hmm. And this is where it really gets into the whole uh, marriage relationship because you have one spouse. Again, we're all wired differently, our personalities, our temperaments, how we, you know, just how we respond. Um, Some have a tendency to maybe just kind of like hold in and store up, if you will, all of their hurt, Mm -hmm. their frustration, their fears, their insecurities. And when that is being suppressed for a long period of time, it can literally almost be like a Coke can that's been shaken. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden that pressure (laughs) that's in that can suddenly is almost at that explosive part, you know, a point where it it will eventually come out. We've had that happen, not shaken up, but in our little refrigerator with our drinks, you know, sometimes it'll get Mm -hmm. too cold, you know, but it's that same pressure and it explodes over everything in the refrigerator and you got a huge mess. mess. (laughs) That's what anger can do. So a lot of people will suppress their anger. A lot of people, another negative way or unproductive way that people deal with their anger is uh, not only suppressing it, but what I call repressing their anger, which Mm -hmm. is basically it's the it's the denial of the fact that they are angry. It's like, uh, you know, and a lot of people, they can wear their anger, you know, their emotions on their sleeve. So everybody else sees it. Everybody else can feel it. And though, and but even though you may ask them, you know, well, why, why are you, why are you upset? And all of a sudden, they're real quick to say, "I'm not angry." What makes you think I'm mad? <laughs> it was well, it's because it's obvious, but it's kind of like they deny the fact that they are angry, you know. And I think again, you know, rather than trying to push it under the rug and pretend to pr- pretend as though it's not there, you know, we have to get to another point, and that's expressing our anger. But the problem with expressing our anger is we often allow, once again, the emotion of expressing it to take over, and therefore we will say things without thinking through things. We'll do things without thinking through things. And so therefore, that's where, again, we'll live with regret because of things that we did, things that we said because of the way we express something. Mm -hmm. But the goal is to confess it. So 
if we're going to resolve this issue of anger in our lives, in our marriage, in our families, and really just in general, I think we've got to get to that place where we're willing to say, you know what, I'm hurt. I'm feeling frustrated. Mm -hmm. There is a feeling of just fear and uncertainty, and I'm feeling, I'm, I'm feeling insecure right mm -hmm. now. I'm feeling insecure in our marriage. I'm feeling insecure about my job situation. I'm, I'm afraid about what, what the future looks like. I'm uncertain about this or that. And so rather than us just not being able to be open and honest about those things, we have to be willing to confess and admit that, you know what, I just I feel hurt right now. I feel I'm angry about how this person treated me, or I'm angry over the fact that, you know, I wasn't treated fairly, you know, at work, or I'm angry over the fact that you ignored me, or whatever the right. circumstance may be. But that's where you go, where which you said earlier, but don't let the sun go down on your wrath. And I think one of the greatest single things I encourage couples. Before you go to a marriage counselor, get on your knees with each other. It's amazing what God can do when we invite him into the situation. And so true. And I think also, I 100% agree. I think also that anger starts to build, you know, if I say something to you, then you say something to me and it starts getting, it's building and it's mm -hmm. building and it's hard to mm -hmm. stop mm -hmm. the argument. Maybe you, you, you just take a break for a second too. Yeah. You yeah. walk out and go take a walk, right. take bougie down the street <laughs> <laughs> and just breathe for a second yeah. or, you know, go in the other room and just breathe for a second yeah. and, yeah. and get yourself together where you can think clearly mm -hmm. about these things. What is right. it that I'm going through that I need to confess mm -hmm. Uh, or that I need to talk with you at a normal tone, you know, yeah. where I'm not upset and angry, but just let anger stop for a minute, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. At least the conversation stop for a second and absolutely take it to God. Sure. One of my favorite verses of scriptures in James 5, 6, 5.16, where it says, therefore confess your sins mm -hmm. to each other. Mm -hmm. And then it says, and pray for each other. Mm -hmm. And then here's the here's the kicker right here so that you may be healed. Yeah, right. I love that because what James is basically teaching us in that moment of all these emotions, if we would just stop and say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I was wrong. I shouldn't have said what I said. I shouldn't have overreacted. I shouldn't have done what I have, have done. Um, and, 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 and admit, you know, I'm feeling, I'm, I'm angry. You know, I feel hurt. I feel violated. I feel you know, taken advantage of, I feel, you know, um, disrespected, I feel whatever it is that's caused the hurt, the frustration, whatever. But if we confess our sins to each other and then pray, that's where I was just encouraging couples, you know what, if we just swallow our pride, humble ourselves, the Bible says if we'll humble ourselves before God's mighty hand, he will lift us up. Right. So right. we can either allow anger to take our marriages down, mm -hmm. but we can allow God to lift us up. That's right. We can allow him to bring healing to the hurts, mm -hmm. healing to the frustration, healing to the misunderstandings, you know, and if we're living with fear and insecurity, well, guess what? God knows he understands and he wants right. to walk through right. that with right. us. So we don't right. feel 
abandoned or feel alone or isolated in all of the things that we often at times feel overwhelmed by. And when we feel overwhelmed, again, the tension and the stress that goes with that, if we're not careful, we can allow that to turn into this anger. Mm-hmm. And so whether we repress it, whether we, you know, express it in an unhealthy way, mm-hmm. you know, or, or you know, whatever our, our mode of defense or whether our mode or def- default setting is in terms of how we respond mm-hmm. to anger, let's take control of this emotion so that we don't allow it to really take down the people in our lives, specifically our spouse, our children, and ultimately our family, because that's what the enemy wants. He's come to steal, Mm -hmm. kill, and destroy. So the Bible also says don't give Mm. a a foothold to the devil. So Mm -hmm. don't open the door to anger. Don't give the devil a place that he can get his foot, or he'll take it. If he can just get his big toe in the crack, oh, no. that's all he needs to come in and take over, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. our emotions, take over our household. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say something before we wrap up. I'm just processing everything that we're talking about. And I think that there are relationships and marriages, maybe that you're listening or watching today and and you are on the side. Yeah, I agree 100 percent with what you guys mm-hmm. just said. But my spouse they're out in left field. Mm -hmm. And I just want to encourage you today that uh, don't give up. Um, What Rodney was talking about praying, my dad used to say, pray desperate prayers. Mm -hmm. And we have seen God answer desperate prayers. And it may be that you can't both kneel and pray, but maybe you can. And I encourage you today, don't give up. If that's where you're at, just pray desperate prayers every day. Get up a little early, get into that quiet space. Maybe it's over in the corner, uh, downstairs in a chair by yourself and way before the kids or your spouse gets up and you're just asking God, desperately to heal your marriage. God will hear you and God will answer your prayer. I promise you, it may not look the way that you think it should look. It may be different, but God hears you and God, and the Bible tells us if we draw near to him, he will draw near to us and he will give you the peace that surpasses all human understanding to walk out what you're going through. So I just want to encourage you with that today, because I know it's sometimes it, it does take two to tango and sometimes somebody doesn't want to tango That's right. yeah. That's right. and we have to take it on ourselves. Yeah. So we love you guys. We're yeah. thinking of you and as you're dealing with these things. Yeah. I want to just give a, a, a verse of scripture here as we close that has been on my mind and heart a lot, and it just applies to so many different things in our in in our world, but specifically in our day to day circumstances. But you know, again, just to build off of what you just said, Michelle. You know, you may be in a situation it could be towards an ex spouse, mm-hmm. it could be you know with your current spouse. But here's the situation: you may think. There's too much water under the bridge. There's no, his heart or her heart is so hardened. There's no way. And I get it, understand. And yes, it may seem impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And here's the verse. It's in Jeremiah 32, 17, which says, and I love this, nothing is too hard for God. So God can do what we can't. He can change the heart. He can soften the Mm -hmm. heart of a spouse or an ex-spouse. He can, 
or a mom or a dad or who, you know, a friend or whatever the circumstances are. But let's not allow anger to take us down. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. let God lift us up mm-hmm. so that we can walk and live in victory in this area of our lives. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So helpful. So helpful. So Winning Family, as we wrap up our time together today, we want to say thank you for joining us. And hey, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook because we'd love to hear from you. Let us know that you are getting value out of this content. And I know Rodney and Michelle are very interested to see what kind of questions you have or even topic ideas for future episodes, right? You're so open to that. They are great mentors of uh, marriages and families. And in fact, let me tell you, you can go to the doublewinclub.com to learn more about their mentoring program. It's the ultimate double win to help you win in family and life. And you'll also have an opportunity to get a copy, as I mentioned before, to get your hands on the double win book. Absolutely free. What a beautiful gift that you are making available to anyone that goes and subscribes to the monthly mentoring program called the double win. The first 30 days are free. And then you also get the book. That's a double win right there, right? So we want to encourage you guys to do that. So until next time, thank you for being with us. We're here to help you win at home and at life.